Welcome to the Hooper's Edge podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer. And on this episode, I'm going to give you the audio from a Facebook Live that I did recently on the topic of finishing and how we can attack the basket a little more efficiently, how we can finish at the rim and understand some of the main concepts beyond just the moves. Listen, you can go on YouTube and figure out how to do a move. You could go to a trainer and they could show you how to do the move. That's beginner level. That's entry level stuff. What I want you to start understanding is the concepts, reading the situations, reading the help side, understanding your body type and your God-given strengths and weaknesses so that you can start to teach yourself to design your own finishing package so that you can improve yourself and take your game to another level. So thanks for checking out this episode. If you like it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That goes a long way with the Hooper's Edge podcast. Let's go. I want to state first when it's coming to finishing at the basket. And this might be the most important thing that I say. I'm not telling you what to do. I want you to learn how to think. So what I mean by that is, You could go on YouTube, you could find a basketball trainer, a basketball coach, they could show you how to do a move. You can watch basketball and learn how to do a finishing move. And do I teach that? Of course, I teach that. But that's the beginner level stuff. That's the the entry level stuff. What's most important is you learning how to process situations, your own strengths and weaknesses, your body type, your on-ball defender, the help side defender, the situation, the foul situation. We can go on and on and on. That's what I want you to understand. Anybody can learn a move. And if, if I'm teaching you simply how to do a finishing move, I've, I've done a poor job. Okay. So as we dig into this, we're going to cover a variety of things that you can do to improve how you finish around the basket. And the first one is the setup. It's how you get to the rim. Most shots at the rim, in my opinion, are missed, not because of what the player did as they were taking the shot. They were missed because of the position the player put themselves prior to taking the shot. So you need to set yourself up for success before you can be successful. You just can't get to that opportunity, in this case, making the shot and just take the shot and then you make or you miss it. You got to put yourself in a position to be successful. That's what's that's what's key. And so if you watched the video last week, I talked about some of the main keys that you can use when it's coming to attack a defensive player. Right. And so this also ties right into how we would attack a defensive player and get into a finish. So number one, we want to be able to close the gap on the defensive player. If you're making a move, if you're catching it off a triple threat or a rip, a shot fake, whatever it might be, jab step, and that defensive player is so far away, we haven't engaged their space, it's very easy for them to cut us off. So number one, we want to close the gap on the defensive player, generally about arms length away. Number two, once we've engaged the defender, we've closed the gap on the defensive player, we want to attack them tight, right? If we attack tight enough, that's going to 
kind of open their hips up, they're going to have to turn and recover. Come, if we attack wide, they're just going to be able to defensive slide, a better chance to stay in front of us. Okay, so we want them attack tight. And number three is, is the key, and this is where players you know, miss out a lot of times, is we want to sever the defender's line. And what I mean by that is when you're playing defense and someone beats you, you're automatically looking to see where is that line that you need to get to to cut off that person that just drove on, right? You want to take that line away. You want to take that option away. And so in order to sever the line, a lot of time that means beating somebody attacking tight and veering back in front of them. So now they're on your back. They're kind of on your back hip instead of right next to you. They're right next to me on my drive and they're stronger than me. Maybe they're following me. The ref isn't calling it. I might get pushed off my line. So what I want to do is once I've attacked tight and my defender's here, I want to try to veer back in front. Okay. That's going to help put them in jail, so to speak, so that now I can change direction. I could speed up. I can slow down. I can pass. I can do what I need to do. So that's key. Another thing that I want to mention when it comes to finishing is understanding the reasons why you would finish off of one foot and the reasons why you would finish off of two feet. And as we get towards the end of this, I'll break down some moves that, that I like to use, common moves for players. Again, does that mean you need to master all of these moves? No. What was the first thing I said? I want you to learn how to think more so than I want to tell you what to do, okay? So with that in mind, one foot finishes are generally for speed and space, okay? Speed and space, one foot finishes. Think about a really fast player, really able to get a lot of separation space from a defensive player. We're not going to stop, let that defender catch up, and then take the shot, right? That would be silly. So we want to keep that space. A lot of times keeping space means keeping the, our speed. Okay, so we need to understand that that's a great way for us to be able to do that, keeping that running movement as we finish off with one foot. Two feet is more for power and balance. Now, here's what I mean. Balance is pretty easy to understand, right? If you stood on one foot and I pushed you or you stood on two feet and I pushed you, you'd be on balance more and wouldn't fall over if you were standing on two feet, right? Power, I don't mean you jump higher off of one foot or you jump higher off of two feet. That's not what I'm getting at, okay? What I mean is power, think of you were in the weight room doing a deadlift or a squat and somebody said, okay, now do it off of one foot instead of two. Which one are you going to have more strength? Which one are you going to have more power lifting those weights? It's obvious, right? You would have that off of two feet, not one. So two feet, power, balance. That means it is much better when there is contact, all right? And there's a couple kind of bump and go finishes that we could do off of one foot. But a lot of times when that body is, is bumping you, it's on you, being able to go off of two feet, much more effective. I've seen way too many players do everything right. They go to the rim, but they're flying in off one foot and they get a little bit of bump and all of a sudden they just start flying. It's not a foul, but they get off of their line, off balance, and they miss a shot that they absolutely should have made because of the situation. They, they were going with speed, but they didn't have any space, right? There, were, there was contact. And so, and they, so they needed to have balance. And, and so when we understand balance and power help us have two feet, it's easier to take some of those bumps. Now, 
before I get into some of the moves, here's something that I want you to, to think about. And I've been asked by coaches, I've been asked on, you know, a podcast interview shoot last year, another coach said, Steve, what are the finishing moves that you teach your athletes? And I thought that was the wrong question to ask. Now there are common finishing moves. There are finishing moves that we will show players at our camps and work through. But to me, there is not a finishing package of do these five finishes and you'll be all set. Because you know what happens? You master those five finishes, guess what? You're, you're probably really improving your game. And you know what else is going to happen? You're probably going to be playing against better players. And so you're going to have to add something else to your game. They're going to figure that out. Then you add another piece to your game. That's why it's called player development, right? You're always developing. You're always growing. You're always learning and improving. So it isn't do these five moves. You'll be good to go. There's too much of that. There's too much of that. Do these seven steps and you'll be, that's not how it works. There's always something new that we need to try to, to learn as we continue to develop our game, right? And Steve, who just commented there, would say the same, same things. You play basketball overseas with me a little bit too. You know this, right? There's always something new that we can develop and improve upon. And so as we talk about certain types of finishes, it's important to understand your body type and some of your God-given abilities. Like I wouldn't give the same set of finishing options to somebody who can jump 36 inches off the floor that I would give to somebody who jumps two inches off the floor, right? That would be silly. One person can do a lot more things in the air compared to the other player. Different. I would also think about how big are you? Are you a stronger player on the court, right? Do you generally have kind of a wider base or wider shoulders? So it's easier for you when there's contact to use that to your advantage? Or are you a, a lighter player, right? Thinner, you don't weigh as much. And so using those same types of moves may not be as beneficial as something else because you don't have the weight. So when you hit somebody, no matter how hard you're trying, a lot of times they're more likely to bump you than you are to actually be bumping them. So that also means there could be a different type of finishing moves and shots and reads that you would have to add to your game. So I'm going to list out a handful of moves and I don't want to be the person who says, do these moves, you'll be a better player. I want you to imagine your game and think about which one of these apply to your game. And I'll, help, I'll, I'll break a few of those down. So if, if we talk about one foot finishes, which are generally for speed and space situations, right? One great shot, you're going fast. There might be a, a shot blocker in the paint. And so instead of going with a general traditional layup where you're going to the basket, you're going right down the lane line. So if the basket's over here, you're going right down the lane line instead, and you're shot, kind of shooting that shot. It's kind of a half hook, half runner off the backboard as you're going to the rim. It's a really, really effective shot, super effective shot. It's a high release. You're not actually going to the basket where the shot blocker is, where somebody's going to draw a charge, and that can be a great, great finish. Now, we talked about body type as well. So if you're not the most you know, buffed up, really strong athlete, that also might be a reason to take that shot instead of trying to go in and hammer on somebody, right? So that's one. Another one, I think this is underused, reverse layup, 
I think that so many players get in trouble trying to do something on the same side of the basket when all they had to do was either pivot, take one more dribble, and get to the other side and use a reverse layup. All right. Now, reverse layup could be off one foot, could be off two feet, could be inside hand, outside hand. Options are endless. Okay. But the reverse layup is something that I really like and I think needs to be used more often. Another finish also could be off one or two feet. Personally, I'm thinking off of, off of one foot. It could be off your outside foot. It could be off of your inside foot, but that's the inside hand finish. Defensive players are coming. They're trying to recover. They see that you're going to the basket. They might be preparing to time your shot and to block it. And as they're going up to block that shot, you finish with the inside hands. So your hand kind of comes underneath theirs and scoops up into the shot instead of shooting with your outside hand where they had thought the shot was going to be taken. That's a great finish to have. So when I say inside hand, that's left hand finish on the right side, right hand finish on the left side. Could be done with speed and space. It also could be done with slightly more balance going off of, of two feet, right? Now, I mentioned contact as well. One of the contact finishes that you can use off of one foot is not necessarily the finish itself. It's the setup. Like I said, many times with finishing, it's not the shot we take, it's the position we put ourselves in before we take the shot. So I call it bump and go. Bump and go is, let's say I'm driving to the basket and I'm around 15 feet. Let's say maybe I'm at the elbow and it's kind of 50-50, that defensive player is right on, on my hip. And I'll take a dribble that's not to the basket. It's boom, shoulder in, hip in, foot in. And I'm kind of dribbling the, what I call a body dribble. The, body's, the dribble is with my body. I keep the basketball, defender body basketball position away in a body dribble because my body is going into the defense as I'm dribbling the ball. Boom. All right. And as I do that, the defensive player is starting to back up a little bit. I get a little more space. What I say about when we have space, we can start to use some speed. And then, boom, you quickly get into your one foot finish. So this would be change of pace. It might even involve like a hesitation where you'd be driving. Somebody starts to cut you off, take a body dribble, bump them, and then, boom quick explode to the basket for your finch, all right? Um, so, so that's a really good one as far as bumping and going. And with, with that said, using a reach finish is really effective. Now, a reach finish traditionally would be inside hand finish, right, like I talked about already, but it could be outside hand as well. So you want to make sure you're practicing keeping separation away from the defense many times. So a lot of our younger players, they might be really comfortable always shooting it traditionally, like more of a normal shot off the backboard. But we also want to be able to extend out away from the defense in order to get our shot up. So imagine the defenders back here off my shoulder. So if I go up here, they're probably going to get that shot, right? So if I can come up from my shot and I can reach and extend out, well, now I have like four or five feet away from my defensive player and my body hasn't moved at all. I just changed the position of how I'm shooting the shot. That is a must-have finish is the reach finish. You're reaching to the basket, all right, instead of going straight up right here. Some of our players aren't quite strong enough, but as they get older, that's one that you're going to, going to have. And uh, core strength and ability to adjust, keep a strong base, key for ability to finish uh, in all kinds of ways, absolutely, like 100%. And that's like kind of what I mentioned in the beginning of, understanding when are we really going to have some of 
that requirement for, for base, a lot of, for, for contact, a lot of times if we can manage ourselves by having a good foundation with, with our stance, with our feet, and then as you get into the elite athletes like Russell Westbrook or LeBron James, they have so much core strength. They can go off one foot, two foot, even if there's, there's contact. So we, we always want to continue to build our base and our core strength. That's going to make all of your finishes better and much easier. That's a great point that uh, Steve, Steve just mentioned. Now two feet finishes. I hope you all are taking notes. Okay. I hope you all are taking notes. When it comes, we've got about a couple minutes left. Two foot finishes. So my favorite two foot finishes. Remember, two foot finishes are for balance and power. Okay. Jump stop, traditional jump stop, boom, landing on two feet. Once you get that down, now can you change the direction of it? Now it's called a pro hop, right? Being able to drive middle, boom, pro hop, land to the baseline side. Driving towards the block, boom, pro hop, get to the front of the rim for your shot. Pro hop is a key, key finish to have in your game. Another one that I really like is the spin move. I don't like the spin in the game of basketball in many situations because you're losing sight of defense, possibly the help side coming around. But when it comes to a spin where it's a pickup situation, right? So I'm not spinning and dribbling the ball again. I'm spinning into my pickup. Well, now it's on two hands. It's tight to my body. I know I'm going to get up into a finish. So that's a really effective way to work on my, my finishing skills and utilize the spin move as we're going to the basket, okay? The spin move also lets you cover a lot of ground in a change in direction situation. Now, the key with the spin, and I love the spin, the key with the spin is the situation. Two feet, balance power, we've talked about that already. It's a change of direction move, okay, that's great. But if we're doing a two foot spin, we want to essentially spin off of contact instead of spinning when there's space. And now as I spin, the defense reads it. Now they're waiting for me, boom, it's an offensive foul. I get called for a charge, right? So we spin off of contact. And it doesn't have to be a lot of contact. It's more of a feel thing. Like if I'm driving to the basket, if I'm driving to the basket and I start to feel that defender kind of come right inside of my hip, inside of my frame, that's telling me their momentum's coming in front of my body and they're also really tight, right? If they're beating me to the spot that they're spaced all the way out here, I'll probably use a pro hop instead, right? Because if I spin, it's a little slower. They can recover and get back in front, maybe even draw a charge if they slide over. But if they're that tight, I can spin and almost use like a drop step to put them on my back and get up into my finish. That's a that's a one of my absolute favorite finishes finishes to use. And it doesn't you don't have to be athletic to do it. You just got to feel it. Another one of your best finishes to use is a stride stop finish. A stride stop finish for those that aren't familiar is generally you're going to the basket and instead of going off that one foot it and so if I'm driving right it would be like jumping off my left foot. We're going to keep that right foot down. That right foot is going to become our pivot foot and it'll be right foot left foot step. My right foot becomes my pivot foot in this situation and my left foot is going closer to the basket still a nice wide low base and then off of that stride stop, because I'm still on two feet and there's some contact, I can take that contact a little easier than if I was standing on one foot and jumping, right? So it's outside foot, inside foot plant. I'm going up strong. I'm trying to get my shoulder more so into the chest of my defensive player. I can use 
use that shoulder to initiate some contact and then I can create some space, meaning body on, ball away. As I get into my finishing shot, that's a great key. And also, if I don't jump, I have all my pivoting options still available, right? So that could be like uh, Rondo, Rajon Rondo made that really, really effective. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one. Thanks for jumping on. Um, Rondo made that really effective. Hakeem Olajuwon a long time ago made it really effective. It's more common among guards now. Outside foot, inside foot, plant, defender cuts you off, and then we can pivot away and get into whatever shot, pass that it might be. Okay, that's super, super effective. And the last one that I'm going to throw at you as we finish out is your basic one-two step. Take the footwork that I just explained, outside foot, inside foot, as you're going to the basket, and now reverse it. And you're going to plant inside foot, outside foot. So if I'm driving right on the right side, I would plant left, right, just like a traditional one-two pull-up jump shot, but I'm doing that at the basket. That gives me a variety of shot fake reads. I could shot fake and then shoot. I could shot fake, step through. I could shot fake up and under, come across. I could shot fake and reverse pivot going the other way. But one of the reasons that that's so effective is because it looks just like your shot. It looks just like your setup into a pull-up. So defenders are extremely likely to bite on it and jump, even if you don't really get into a, a legit shot fake. Just getting into that position, boom, boom, oftentimes is enough to freeze that defender, get him to lift a little bit, and then you can pivot wherever you might have to go, right? And if you can get him in tight enough, that pivot becomes very easy as far as where you need to take it, okay? So with all of that, like I said, that was a lot of information in 20 minutes, right? I'm not telling you what to do. I want to share with you how to think, how to think the game. As you start to play the game, you want to read your defender. Okay, let's say you can take your defender, but are you reading the help side defense? As you get better, right? You should be able to read the help side defense and understand, is the pain open? Yeah, you can beat your, your on-ball defender, but is it the right time to drop? Maybe not. Or is the defense just vacating? So now that's the time to drive to the basket, right? You're starting to read off ball defenders and not just the defender that's on top of you. Okay. So real quick, we talked about closing the gap, attacking tight, severing the defender's line. We talked about how your body type can make a big impact in how you like to finish around the basket. We talked about one foot finishes being more so for speed and power, or I'm sorry, speed and space. We talked about two foot finishes being more so for balance and power. Um, I, a few of the moves that I like, again, I'm not telling you do these five moves. You'll be a great player. That's not how it works, right? We're always developing and trying to improve. And as soon as somebody gets an answer for one thing, guess what? They're going to give you a problem somewhere else. You got to find an answer to that one too. That's how life works. That's how basketball works. That's why it's called development, not do these 10 things and you'll be a great player. Not how it works. We're always learning and developing, myself included, okay? Now, with all that said, that's a heck of a lot of information. If you can take one or two tidbits from that, I think you're, you're going to find watching this short video worthwhile. Go back and watch it later. Take some notes. Take some notes again. If, you, if you're a serious player and you want to improve your game, when I say serious player, I'm mostly speaking junior high and high school because that's how – the majority of our online training program is set up. Check out the Kramer Basketball app. We have a finishing school program, 
three finishing workouts per week for a month. And it's volume one. We got more coming. We talk about handling the basketball in game situations, working on speed, attacking pressure, closing the gap on the defense. It's high intensity. It's detailed instruction, short, explosive, in the point, to the point, to work on your basketball movement, footwork, and body position. You want to prove your strength and explosiveness. We have a college strength coach who designed the strength and conditioning program in the Kramer basketball app. That is more than worth the $9.99 per month that it costs to get access to. Okay. And with all that, you know, I love to shoot the basketball. So we have a great shooter's blueprint program in there. The one we have right now is nine weeks long. You get hundreds and hundreds of shots up with each workout. So you have, if you have questions about any of this, please let me know. If you want to learn more about the Kramer basketball app and how we're trying to help players out, please let me know. If you are interested in one of our basketball camps, here's the deal. All of our camps in Michigan right now, besides Bayshore Camp, are closed camps, meaning they're only for the kids at the school that I'm going to. All right. So if I go to Yale, Michigan, I'm only working with the Yale basketball program. Nobody else can come. Same thing with many of our, we're starting basketball camps in Ohio uh, first. So our first two um, weeks of camps in June are all in Ohio. So we're going to Kaleida, we're going to Delta, we're going to Lipsick. All of those are private camps. Now we do have some in Ohio that are open to anybody, right? That's at the Bowling Green Community Center. We have a shooting camp in June, that's three days long. We have an attack skills camp in July, that's four days long. And we have a finishing and shooting camp in the beginning, very beginning of August, that's three days long. It's open to anybody. Anybody can come at cramerbasketball.com slash events. And with our finishing stuff, which we touch on at our attack camp, finishing stuff we talk about at our finishing moves and shooting camp, we break all of this stuff down and much, much more with showing you the drills and how you can do it. Put you in the game situations so you can try it out. And it's a it's a lot of fun. Love doing it. So again, if you guys need anything, let me know. And as always, get after it today and I'll see you next week.